Hello and welcome to this coach me to lead live stream today on LinkedIn. Um, I'm welcoming my guest, uh, Ruben Munez Aguilera. Thank you, Arno. Really, I'm, I'm super happy to be here with you. Um, I mean, we know each other for a while, and it's really, I mean, I, I mean, very nice to to be here. So thank you. Yeah. And I agree. We know each other now for quite some time now. And that's, of course, also why I've invited you, because it's always easier to invite with the first shows people you know and um, ask familiar questions. That's always easier. So if you have any questions um, for Ruben, let's see if I have to show this one. Then, yeah, so. And you can ask them in the comment section on LinkedIn. And if everything goes all right, we should see them here and can answer your questions. That should be nice. And I will just showcase your name here. That's just you. We are talking to you. Ruben Muñez. Muñoz Aguilera. Perfect. Yeah, very good. <laughs> I think this is going good. <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm almost Spanish, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, it's, it's cannot, you cannot mistake that. I mean, it's very Spanish. It's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, you are from Spain, but if I look at the mountains in your background, I, I, it doesn't feel like Spain to me. Yeah, not exactly. Yeah, so I have been uh, living in the last, I think that almost yeah nine nine years already in Switzerland. Um, so located in Winterthur, and yeah, so uh, this is where where I live now. <laughs> and that is a ski area. The one that is in the picture behind? No, where you are. Not really. I mean, it's, it's um, I mean, we are not far away, but it's, uh, but it's kind of, I mean, you need at least one hour to get to a ski, to a ski resort. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would say one hour is not also very far away, but it's. <laughs> and I, I, I see, I'm, I'm a person who likes um, warm seasons. <laughs> Why did you move from Spain to Switzerland? Oh, um, why? Yeah, I don't know. I think that before moving to Switzerland, I, I, I lived for a couple of years in Germany before. Okay. Um, um, so in Freiburg, um, that is also not very far from, from, from Switzerland. Uh, was very nice, but at that time I was really traveling a lot. Um, so my, my job at that time required a lot of traveling. I was traveling all around the world and uh, was kind of almost 70% of my time. So it was really demanding in terms of uh of travel so yeah i i decided to um you know for also other reasons you know to look for for a different setup you know for me and for my family and this is why i decided you know i, I found a good opportunity here in switzerland i decided to go for it you know and also to relocate my family here so which is a, I, and i think that is you know frankly speaking is a fantastic place to live so um it, it was a good decision from my point of view what, what makes it so fantastic to live for you? I think that this is uh, the, the way of living here. I don't know. Maybe is that, um, I, for example, if I take uh, the place where I live, that is Winterthur, um, it's a place that is not uh, very big, but it's also not very small. So you have um, 
you have a lot of services, I mean, a lot of uh, different things, but it's not a super big place, place to live. Like, for example, Madrid, where kind of, I mean, it's, it's a nice place, it's super nice, but um, uh, doing something in Madrid always takes a lot of time, you know? So moving from point A to point B takes, I mean, one hour kind of is the, is the average time, you know, to go from one place to the other. Um, and really for, for uh, having kids and family, sometimes it's not the best thing, you know? So here I think that, or I see that I can manage, let's say my, um, my work responsibilities and, you know, also my, my family side in a better way, you know, than maybe living in, in, in an area like, like Madrid, you know, like I was living before. So. Right. And as I see, um, because every time when you talk about what you tell and also in your bio, you say you're a father, that's the first thing you say. And you talk about family um, and it's, it sounds very um, logical to me. It sounds like you made similar decisions than I once did. Why is, what kind of changes did you make in your um, professional life to make also family like a central part of your life? Hmm. Yeah. So I think that, um, the, the first one was the one that I mentioned, you know, kind of, um, you know, how can you make, um, um, how can you combine, you know, your work life with your family life without not being completely missing from, from one of them, you know? So, and in this case, I, you know, um, my, my, the, the job that I mentioned before, it was really not very compatible with a family life. And then, so you, you need to make decisions sometimes. So, you need to look for something different that is allowing you to be more present, you know, uh, with with your with your wife. I mean, your small, you know, your baby, etc. So at that point in time, um, is kind of sometimes it's difficult, but but uh, some uh, these are decisions that you need to to understand what is the priority there, you know. So um, and then try to accommodate. Um, uh, so this is. You know, always trying to make sure that there is, you don't neglect something, you know, in this case. So it's not so easy uh, sometimes, but that at least you, you make sure that you have your, your presence, that you you are, I mean, you are there, you know. Otherwise, um, you know, why why do you have a family, you know? Why why do you decide to have, a, you know, um, um, a baby, you know? I don't know. These kind of things are, are important. So if you decide to go for that, also you need to try to accommodate the rest of the things to to that that you have decided, you know, that is so important. So. And you mentioned the word decide a, a number yeah. of times now, and, I've, and I, I'm all for making conscious decisions, right? So thinking really thoughtfully about long-term decisions. And you say, well, you, you decide to have a family, decide to have a child. Yes. And you decide to move to Switzerland to accommodate your family and to bring them to you. And it's, it sounds so easy, but how, how, how do you prepare these decisions? How do you, um, what kind of process do you use to make these, these huge, um, uh, life decisions? I mean, first I think that you, I mean, these are things that you don't don't decide alone. I mean, on your own, you know. So in this case, I mean, in the case of the family, I think that this is something that you always, you know, you, you need someone else, you know, to make those decisions as well. But uh, that that you know, through conversations in and that you are capable of sharing exactly, you know, what is the the way that you see that things should 
should happen, you know, that you have an idea of, yeah, what is what is good, you know, what is fantastic, what is not so good, uh, that, that you have these kind of, you know, flavors in, in uh, you know, or ideas of how you would like to manage your, your life, you know, uh, understanding what is more or less feasible or more or less, you know, realistic as well, okay, because not, not everything can be, you know, accommodated all the time. But at least you have certain kind of a north star, you know, in, in in that direction, together with your with your partner, you know. So in this case, with my wife. So I think that this is the first thing. And then I think that it's also that once you you take the decision, you start. For, for example, uh, when I moved to Switzerland, my family was not with me, you know. But what I decided is, okay, if I want to create the space here, I need to start kind of. Um, um, setting a day or preparing the day in a very similar day in a very similar way than if they were already here you know um so kind of okay i need to finish at a certain point of time in the afternoon i don't because if, if my family is here i want to make sure that you know that i have time for them you know um and then starting very early because this is also something that i really like then you can really accommodate the afternoon for your family so you start putting certain things in your day even if they are still not here and then you create that space for that to happen and i think that for me that was really important you know so this is my decision and i'm gonna move my family to switzerland so it was a big change and my commitment was okay i need to create the right space as well so even if they're not here i'm gonna try to let's say, to set up the scene already as they are here, you know, to make sure that everything is going to work as well. It's like, is that like a practice? You practice before it really happens? Yeah, that's right. Yes, that's that's correct. So, and, and then you can see that you can sustain, you know, what you have, let's say, um, discussed or or agreed, you know, uh, then, then you see that, yeah, if I do things in that way, you know, I'm, I make sure that I do my 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 work, but then I'm sure also that I can be available at a certain point in time. You know, I mean, it's not like 100% of the days, but at least you know that 80 or 90% of the time you're gonna be capable of um, uh, of responding to that. You know, so or 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 being or respecting what what you think that you what you promise. You know, what you, you said that you want to do. But you work at a pretty large international firm. Mm. And I can expect because you're a global risk manager um, at this yeah. firm, I can understand that it's a pretty demanding job. I think these are things because you moved to Switzerland, you accepted this job. And I remember because we were having these meetings every week when you did this. Um, and I can imagine it's in, in reality when you do the practice on your own, but in reality, it it's, it's going to be different because the job is more demanding than you think it will be. You have urgencies coming up. And how do you still protect that time um, that's valuable to you or to your family and to your family? Right. So, I mean, it's absolutely true that, I mean, if I tell you that I'm capable of doing that 100% of the time, I mean, it's, it's really not. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lie. I mean, this is that doesn't happen. So... And as you said, so so I think that for for I mean it's not it's not just for me. I think that is for for many people. You know, our jobs are demanding, and I think that I mean this is also something that um, that probably we are also looking for. I mean uh, that we are looking for for jobs that have a you know have, let's say 
relevance, you know, where you really make an impact, you know, so where you are doing something that is meaningful, you know, and then you also want to do your best, you know, at work. I mean, you want to be there and you want to make sure that you deliver what you, what you, I mean, that, that you have a good contribution. Um, but yeah, I think that in this case, what I'm, what I'm doing is trying to set really boundaries in terms of, okay, this is the time that I sh should finish, you know, so, um, and most of the days I can do it, you know, some of the other days I need to make, you know, I need to arrange that with my wife and then she's doing something, um, you know, because I cannot do it that day, you know, with my daughter or I cannot be present that day, you know. Um, sometimes you also have business trips. It's not like I have, you know, right now a very, let's say, complicated situation with that, but also you need to arrange for that. So it's also a bit of flexibility in the family, but, um, you know, that at least you are... Um, um, you are sending the message to the family that you have a commitment, you know, with that. It's not like it's the last thing in my agenda, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I think that this is this also matters, you know, how, how do you um, deal with that? If, if, if with the people that you live, you know, they see that, okay, you say something, but then it's the last thing in your agenda at the end of the day. Um, yeah, then, okay, you say something and you do something completely different. So they're not going to really take you very seriously that. So. Do you think it is important? I need to rethink that question. Um, do you do you feel how do you feel about that? Your wife's flexibility. How how because there's there's two of you. You have, you and your partner, and you have to discuss at moments when it doesn't work out as you planned. That you um, expect, like no, you did not expect, but you build on the flexi flexibility of your partner on to take care of other things as well. I see the right now in the Netherlands, it's still um, an unbalanced um, looking at part-time work, right? So the the man usually is not working part-time, um, working like 40 hours a week or maybe 38, but that's about it. And the female is just working like 24 hours right? because that's, that's the solution to um, create the flexibility around children. How do you see, do you see that differently in your area? Do you see that there's a more balanced way or do you feel that it's necessary to get this more balanced between male and female, woman and men? Yeah, it's, I would say that this is a kind of a, yeah, I don't know how to approach that. I mean, it's a difficult question, but how I see, I mean, I think that when you decide to have family, sometimes, I mean, I think that some, one way or the other you need to to um, let's say to do some adjustments you know um and uh, yeah this is gonna be you know the the male the female you know how this is gonna be arranged in the family is through that normally here i i don't know what i see here in the is like you know most of the times that the for sure i mean the, the woman is the one that is staying at home for a for a while and then she she goes back you know to to work um, in many cases, as you said, maybe not full time, but, you know, I don't know, maybe 60 or 80 percent of the time. And then the man continues to work in 100 percent of the time. I don't know. In my case, uh, I, I I don't know. It's kind of it's not something that, um, for example, if I uh, would have the opportunity to work less and then my wife had a full job, I think that for me would be also OK. You know, so um, 
but it depends on again how the setup in the family is and uh, how you know how both are i don't know if they are very career oriented etc so uh, it's, it's so diverse you know so um, yeah, I think it is. It is. It is a very difficult topic, um, as I see it in the Netherlands, and and it and it varies per country. Um, but as you can see in Scandinavia, there's a lot more attention for this. There is a lot yeah. more diversity on this, and um, also when you talk about um, that, you take leave because you have like a new child, a newborn child. Um, both the woman and the man, both partners. Um, if I don't talk traditionally, I should say both partners. Um, uh, yeah, have the opportunity to to take leave, to take um, time off because of the, the newborn child. And I think that's one of the um, conditions you need to create as a country, as a culture to do that. And the second one is that you have good ways to, um, um, to for the kids to stay somewhere, right? So that is, right. that is, it's not too expensive so that it doesn't cost you a fortune to bring your child somewhere, otherwise, um, it's going to be often a chance, a, a question of, do I want to work more and leave my child somewhere or do I um, stop working and just take care of my child because otherwise it's going to be too expensive. And if you That's do right. that, in general, the female will be left behind and will just make less money. So there's always the gap between the male and the female will continue to be there. So these are, I think, two very important things to arrange as a country, um, as a culture maybe, if you want to make sure that the gap between how much a woman and a man earns in the same job at the same conditions, um, you have to take care of the arrangement right. around the child. I agree. Yeah, I think that this is very, as you said, this is very important, you know, how, how the, let's say, everything is set up, you know, to allow you to do that or not. It's going to be, it's going to be very difficult or it's going to be relatively easy to do it. And then you decide what to do. I agree that this is, yeah. So, I, I know from the meetings that we had that you were, and I remember that you were very um, cautious and thoughtful about how you started into your new job. Um, you followed a process from a book, but also you had these really great uh, pictures and images of how you pictured your life, the future. Right. Why is that important? Why is it important to you? And why do you think other people should do this too? Right. So I think, that, yeah, this is, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that this is a yeah, very, very nice question. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I, I am, I, I really like to have, I think that, you know, an, a North Star or something that is uh, pulling from me, you know, kind of uh, some kind of um, aspirational target, you know, and, uh, and I really like going into this, uh, into this uh, area where you start kind of designing, okay, what, what you would like to do, you know, how you, you know, what are the things that you would like uh, to, you would like to be capable of doing as well, you know, so, so uh, or, or the, the skills or the things that you would like to acquire, you know, as a person or who you would like to become as well. So all these kind of exercises are really, I really like, you know, going into that. And I think that, you know, sometimes changes like uh, changing, a, you know, a job or changing a country or change, I don't know, this is kind of a special moments where, um, um, I really like to do this exercise, you know. So it's not like I'm every day kind of um, uh, <laughs> doing this, but there are special moments where I really like to go into that, you know. And and in that case, I was really working um, 
before, you know, with a coach that she's um, she's fantastic. I mean, she she was also working for a coach of me, Paula Pascu, and she really helped me to go into this discovery. You know, I was doing, um, you know, okay, asking questions and then trying to define, you know, how how would you like to, to be, you know, that, that your day is going to be, what are the things that you would like to do, etc. all this kind of, and, and really like going into this exploration of, of the future, you know, and then having your dream board, you know, as, as this is the one that, that I think that you mentioned, and then moving this dream board into, okay, now let's take certain things and, and, move them into projects you know so things that you can you can you know certain chunks of it that you bring to the reality okay can can i bring this to the reality can i do this can i uh why not taking this you know and then doing something for it um in an in a relative in a more precise way you know than just having a dream board because a dream board is nice but then it's okay i mean this can be fantastic um but then nothing happened you know uh, and then you take parts of it um you know the ones that are maybe more relevant for you at a certain point in time and then you you break them in in small projects you know and you see how it goes and and so so helping a coach was really helping you there but you also had a book what book was it that you guided you through the first 100 days of your job yes that's correct so it was about the, your your first uh, 100 days yes and um I think that it was a fantastic book i mean i really like uh you know going to books and um I mean, reading them <laughs> for sure. And but I at that time I was also a bit, um, let's say, um, sometimes I I tend or I maybe less now, you know, but kind of consuming things, you know. So let's go to a book and then you read a book and then you go to the next one and then you open I don't know and then you go to three artic articles and then uh, and then at the end what you know. <laughs> so what right. happened with that? So you just consume things, which is, I mean, is nice. I mean, you are exposed to new ideas, and uh, and this is kind of um, um, it's nice to discover all these kind of things. But but then you know, I said, okay, I mean, we need to get something out of this process. You know, it's not like just going to the next thing and to the next thing and then reading and then that. So so let's take you know the 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 book and then let's go through the steps and then let's prepare the ground. Because I want to do, you know, for sure, if I make a change, it's because I want to do something better, you know, I want to do something good, I want to make a good impact, etc. Um, and I really like the process, you know, of, of bringing, you know, uh, what was in the book to reality. <laughs> so I think that was, was really a very nice experience, you know, and I'm also using that in, in other areas, you know, so for, for example, um, I really like the, the concept of learning as well, you know, so um, because I'm a curious person that I like to, you know, uh, to learn about many different things. Um, so, you know, for example, at, at work, I, you know, so we, I propose to start kind of a, a group where we can take a book, you know, and bring that, uh, those topics or the different topics that are discussed in the chapters into kind of a discussion that is going to help maybe the team, you know, to, to go into, uh, into the topics and then to, um, uh, to dig deeper and then maybe to take uh, decisions or or to um, to consider that topic um, in a, in a different way, you know, and bringing something useful, you know, to their to their lives and to their job. Um, so really like that that approach, you know. So taking books and uh, also bringing other things, you know, related to the book. It's not only that you need to be you know super constrained to that particular book, but you know through through the book you you get something done. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, yeah, and I will get to that 
in a bit because I want to dig, dig, dig a di bit deeper. Uh, but also, Gwen Riedel says hi. Oh. And she says, uh, thank you for the experience, for sharing your experience. How did you move to Spain, to Switzerland, impact your career? And did you find more opportunities to grow? And was that part of your decision? So let me re repeat that. How did you move from Spain to Switzerland impact your career? And did you find more opportunity to grow? Yeah, I think that is, is um, you're moving abroad because I'm from Spain. It's always, I think that is, um, I mean, sometimes it's, it was not a very difficult decision for me, but I think that is open, opens you the uh, opportunity. I mean, yeah, I think that you, you, you probably broaden your opportunities in terms of you know professional opportunities. I think that this is this is something that that is there. Um, you get a bit more, let's say, how to say, flexible in terms of how do you approach you know changes. Um, I think that this is also something important that that uh, you don't get super or very accommodated to a one situation, you know, a one environment. So you feel already that you are capable of doing certain things, you know. Um, um, and I think that this is, I don't know if this is kind of, um, you can see that from the outside, but from the inside um, is something that is, that is very helpful. You know, you, you feel more capable, you know, of, of facing challenges or facing um, changes, you know. Um, so I don't know if, I mean, if really impacted my career in, in moving, you know, um, uh, let's say up the ladder, et cetera. But I think that opened really doors to me that were, you know, probably not, not available if I didn't move, you know, so. Yeah, and, and you talk about um, opening yourself to, like, unusual situations, different culture, different language. Um, so as I'm, I, I just put up the picture of your web, of the your profile on coach.me, and you can see that where you're standing in the middle, um, you're standing in the snow and in the cold. And I think that's a similar thing, right? Because you have this idea of having this um, cold morning shower and I really can't understand it. But anyway, <laughs> this is <laughs> something that you do. You live from these experiences, uh, to my opinion, um, where you come out of your comfort zone and it really helps you in all other situations in your life, right? Yeah, that's right. And I, uh, yeah, this, uh, for, for, yeah, I mean, the, 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 this case, you know, the cold showers or the, you know, the Binghoff method. Um, um, I, I remember, for example, when I was, um, when I did the, the instructor training um, um, of the Binghoff method, uh, you know, everybody was, I mean, we had a, a few sessions and then, you know, the different the different people that, that were there, you know, to, to, to go through the process, uh, they uh, they were explaining, you know, okay, why, you know, they, they wanted to do this, you know, and uh, what uh, what was the kind of the, the trigger for them to be there. And there were just amazing stories, you know, people overcoming, you know, super, you know, big difficulties or, or healthy topics, you know, issues or, or psychological, you know, so really... Mm, kind of uh going through through very uh painful things you know and um and i was there okay i mean this is just fantastic i was there this is incredible but, but i was completely lost at the time i say okay i'm 
you know, and now I should explain to people that I, I'm here because I see that as a superpower, you know, that is super nice for me and uh, it's completely, probably completely relevant. I don't know. But the, I, I, when you mentioned, so, yeah, I'm doing these kind of things because, I mean, they are attracting to me in the sense that you can do something that is relatively simple because when we are talking about the Binghoff method is really, I mean, call exposure and, and breathing exercises that is not rocket science. I mean, you don't need to go. Uh, to I don't know to 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 the moon to do it. Um, uh, you just need to dedicate uh, some you know a few, I mean to be consistent and doing that you know on a regular basis you know and the cold shower you can do it and then you know you want an ice bath you can just go you know to the service station buy ice and then you <laughs> you put it on your on your bathtub and then you do it um, and and that brings you what I see is that yeah it's kind of for me it's a, a superpower you know that you put you invest a bit on it. And, and you get really amazing benefits, you know. And yeah, this is something that I, you know, I try to do in my life as well, you know, trying to get these small things that that bring, in, bring me certain benefits that I see as kind of uh, small superpowers. <laughs> I don't know, this is a bit silly maybe, but this is how I see it. <laughs> Yeah, and I can imagine it's uh, superpowers, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you look at, um, you say, um, you have a program which is called Achieve Your Goals by Becoming a Self-Leader. What is a self-leader to you? Okay, yeah. So self-leader, uh, I mean, for me, is um, is being capable of designing your future, you know, designing or deciding what you want to do and then going for it, you know, in a way that you are the, the one driving, let's say, your own, your own car here. I think that we are all uh, trying to do, I mean, many things in our lives, but I think that I don't know how much of that is really conscious, okay? And uh, if we really put a process behind that can get us where we want to, to get, you know? So, um, I mean, and, and also this is, again, it's, it's probably we're not going to, uh, you're not going to get to the moon with that, you know? But, but you can get really to places where you are not today, you know, if you really follow... Um, um, let's say a sequence, you know, that again, is not something that is rocket science. It's something that, you know, you just need to prepare for, okay, what you want to do to have certain clarity, uh, to understand, you know, what are your elements, what are already your, your let's say, um, uh, you know, uh, points of, 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 of power, you know, because you already have power over certain things, you know, uh, how can you leverage those, you know, um, and then, uh, you know, understanding where you are in the learning curve, you know, what do you need to learn and where you are, you know, and, and then to search for what you need to learn and then to search for the need or guidance that you need in this case, you know, because sometimes you need direction because you know nothing, okay, so you need direction. In some cases, you know something, but you need support because you are really struggling to go through the process, okay? So it's how do you move, you know, uh, through this process to make sure that you get what you want to get, you know, in this case. In a in a in a way that is not um, again um, you you can get it if you follow the steps if you are conscious of what you are doing etc. Uh, you I mean you can do many things. Why did you start joining Coach Up Me and become a coach on that platform? At the beginning, it was a bit casual. I mean, it was not like a super. I decided that I wanted to have, 
to contribute in a different way, you know, because I was super uh, at that point. I also had, I mean, my 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 work, I think, has been always, you know, very demanding, you know, um, I mean, the different companies that I have been. Um, but then I decided that, okay, I want to have a different contribution as well. You know, I think that I have learned certain things, you know, I have uh, kind of acquired certain, you know, these small superpowers that I mentioned. Uh, and yeah, and, and I found in coach.me that with a methodology that was um, not super complicated, super convoluted, you know, you could really help people to move from point A to point B, you know in a very consistent way. And I said, okay, I mean, this is this is very nice because, you know, these, these elements, you know, these, these uh, small superpowers can help other people. So why not trying to do that? And and I, I have always liked, you know, to, to do this kind of, you know, to have this feeling of service. And I think this is also very, very relevant for me, you know, that you can offer a, a service that is helpful and valuable for others, you know? And again, this combination with the methodology from, from Coach.me, I think that was really a very good combination. So. Do you see that you could be using it? Because now you're talking about self-leader. Let's put this back open again for one more time. Mm -hmm. is, uh, becoming self-leader, that this is interesting for people who work at a company, for example? Yeah, I think that this is, this is very... Especially for people that are working in a, in a company, and and I really, you know, so I'm also focusing on on people with, let's say, with young families, because this is sometimes uh, this is where where the struggle comes, you know, when you have uh, to to mix or to to balance a lot of different things, you know, and then you don't even have the time to understand, you know, where you want to go. <laughs> uh, and I think that this can be very very useful, you know, for for these kind of situations. Um, where you really want to do something, uh, but you are struggling, you know, with the way to move forward. Okay, so where you can bring clarity to what to do to, to this that you really want to do, and then you can really follow the steps, you know. And um, I don't know, really, and and I see examples where I'm 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 helping, you know, um, with this approach, friends, and I think that this is fantastic, you know, see that that you can contribute, especially. Uh, you know, with people that you know, I think that this is really good. I mean, everyone is, is if you see them moving forward and make, making progress, this is just super nice. Yeah, I think that to me, that's the most rewarding part, right? When you're coaching people, it's, it's just, uh, for me, one of the most beautiful jobs there is because you get so much um, to see how people change move forward to close towards the goals closer towards their habits they want to accomplish closer to the person they want to be and that's i think there's nothing more rewarding than that i agree with you this is just fantastic yeah <laughs> yeah so if you want to um look at the program uh, and and see for yourself the, i have put the on the screen i have the qr code and you could just use it use it with your phone and you just go directly to the program you can also look to his profile you can see also the testimonials that he got so far so um yeah i think this is a great opportunity to to look at what he's doing to look at what you are doing ruben yeah and um, um what is it according to you that um makes it so special to um no i'm going to rephrase that question 
because um, finding the balance between being a parent, having a job, and a demanding job, having a job, um, and also taking care of yourself, that's, it's always a struggle. Hmm. And when you're working on one thing, you feel you're not doing enough on the other things, right? When, when one part of your, of your pillars is too busy, you feel that the other ones are not taken care of enough. How, how do you take care of this? Okay. Yeah, so I think that in my case, there are certain things that are fundamental. Um, you know, I, I I see my in this case, you know, I see myself, or, or let's say one of the key elements for me is is being being capable of of, of supporting my my family, you know, and and for that, you know, if you go to the to the let's say um, to the uh, origin of that is if if you are not feeling in good conditions, you cannot support anyone. So for me, I go to the fundamentals of that. You know, what is allowing me to do that? And for example, is do I feel good? You know, I'm in good, let's say, physical conditions, physical and mental conditions. So for me, this is the first point. Okay. So I need to make sure that whatever happened, I have a certain um, um, uh, quality of uh, a good sleep quality, for example, so that that you sleep you know, a certain amount of hours that this that this is kind of respected, that I do a sports because this is a, something essential for me. So if I don't do that, I don't feel well. If I don't feel well, everything else goes wrong. So there is a need for making sure that this is part of the day because otherwise you cannot support anything else, you know. So if, if this is not there and and sometimes is is you feel like, hey, you are, you know, very egoistic because you are taking time for yourself. But if you don't take that time for yourself, you are going to, I mean, you are not doing a favor to anyone. <laughs> so you need to protect that because then you can go to, I mean, you can do your work and then you can you can do what you have to do there. You can be, you know, uh, with, with your mind on what you have to do um, because you are in good conditions, okay? And then when you go back home also, you, you are in, let's say, in good conditions, you can continue, you know, you are with your, with your kids in this case with my daughter with my wife and then you can be present okay so um i, I see that that for me is fundamental you know um to have this this um to take care of myself in a way that i feel good otherwise nothing else works yes i love i love that setup and i have i think probably one remaining question now so that we get to a closing is Okay, so for example, uh, usually people they sport in the evening, right? They exercise yes. in the evening, um, or not exercise, but they do the sport in the evening. And um, so you had a really rough day in 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 the office. Um, your boss yelled at you, and the work didn't go okay. And you come home, and your partner is not happy. The child is crying, and he's probably ill or something. So I'm not talking about selfishness, but I'm talking about how do you pick yourself up at that time to go and still do the sport? Because the easiest thing to do would be to just drop on the couch and just sit and relax and just maybe watch like a show on television or watch a movie on television. How do, how do you at that point, at that moment, 
um, find the mental energy to make that decision to go out and sport because I, I know as well doing the sport at that time is going to give you more energy when you come back. I know that, but at the same time, when I'm once I'm sitting down in the couch, it's it's over. I'm not going to do it anymore, right? <laughs> That's absolutely right. I think that this is a, a very good example and that made me laugh. Um, yeah, I think that you have to avoid situations where there is no way back. <laughs> I think that I will say that this is the first thing, you know. I mean, you know that this is going to happen. You, you should try not to get there, you know, in the first time because, I mean, we, as you, you just said, you know, willpower is limited, okay? So at the end of the day, if everything, you know, went not really nicely during the day or even went wrong and then you you get home i mean your willpower is already destroyed i mean you don't have any any left and then trying to go some somewhere you know to suffer i mean doing your your class or whatever you know a, a sport is just crazy i mean that doesn't work so i would say don't don't get into that situation and try to make sure to make things easy you know so if you go back and forth to work make sure that you take your, let's say, your sport clothes with you and then you stop whether before you go or whether before you come back, period. I mean, this is, and this in your way, uh, for sure. I mean, if you need to to do a detour of uh, 20 kilometers, then maybe you're not going to do it. So so try to make things relatively easy to do, you know, and then don't go into the dead end because then it's, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I also use another trick is because I've, I've joined two clubs to do this. And one of the training sessions I run is um, I have a friend here who lives just 100 meters from me. So um, we train on Tuesday evenings and we go together. So That's we right. both have like a reason to always go because the other one is going too, right? So that makes right. it easier for me too. And we have a group of people who is like, not maybe, you know, depending on us, but they are at least waiting for us to be there too. So that really helps a lot for me Absolutely. always to do the trick. And right now I'm just injured and I don't have these groups and I can see how difficult it is for me to do it on my own. That's yes. why I'm using right now a coach actually to help me on that part too. Because <laughs> I think that's it's right. if the coach can help me too, right? That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a dual um, thing that, that can do it for me. Yeah, absolutely. So in my case, for example, I I, I do my session, you know, of, of daily, um, you know, uh, training before before breakfast, you know, before I wake up my family, because I'm I mean I'm used to get up very early, and when I work working from home, I can put it there. So this is just I mean I don't need to think. I just put it there, and I I'm, it just feels very good, uh, you know. So uh and you get the cold shower before you wake up the family and you feel like superman you know so yeah when i do the cold shower before everybody wakes up everybody wakes up so <laughs> that's not gonna happen but how many kettlebell swings do you do now um i mean i do from time to time the ten thousand kettlebell swings you know challenge but uh yeah but it is yeah i mean it's it's super. I mean, this is something that you can you can also see progress because you change the weight of the kettlebell, you change the workout. I mean, this is super nice with just one one you know one of these things. Is, right, nice. Ruben, it was a pleasure talking to you. I learned a lot about things about, and I I know you a little bit longer, so it makes it easier just to, yeah. not just in this talk to learn from you, but also I learned a lot about how you arranged things. Um, when you switch a goal, how to make decisions involving your family in those decisions, um, practicing the decision beforehand right. and uh, setting up um, systems like this 100 days 
um, in your first in the job, um, uh, and also how you arrange um, your day in a way that it is going to be very difficult to not do the things that are important to you. Um, so that was wonderful to learn from you. Thank you very much, Ruben. Thank you, Arno. I was really, I mean, again, a really good opportunity to, to share this time with you, you know, and with anyone else that was also there watching us. So, so and if you want to watch um, this video, it will be up uh, later this week um, on the blog, dutchcoach.me. And also um, join us again next Friday, every Friday at 4 p.m., Central European time or 9 a.m. Central time. So that's about the time frames that we that we cover, time um, zones that we cover. So um, and we're looking forward for you to join us and answer your ask your questions and we can answer them. So hope to see you next week. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.